Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is June 19. In 1905, some 450 people attended the opening day of the world's first Nickelodeon, located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and developed by the showman Harry Davis. The storefront theater boasted 96 seats and charged each patron five cents. Nickelodeons, named for a combination of the admission cost and the Greek word for theater, soon spread across the country. Their usual offerings included live vaudeville acts as well as short films. By 1907, some 2 million Americans had visited a Nickelodeon, and the storefront theaters remained the main outlet for films until they were replaced by around 1910 by large modern theaters. Inventors in Europe and the United States, including Thomas Edison, had been developing movie cameras since the late 1880s. Early films could only be viewed as peep shows, but by the late 1890s, movies could be projected onto a screen. Audiences were beginning to attend public demonstrations in several movie factories, as the earliest production studios were called, were formed. In 1896, the Edison Company inaugurated the era of commercial movies, showing a collection of moving images as a minor act in a vaudeville show that also included live performers, among whom were a Russian clown, an eccentric dancer, and a gymnastic comedian. The film shown at Custer and Biles Music Hall in New York City featured images of dancers, ocean waves, and gondolas. Short films, usually less than a minute long, became a regular part of vaudeville shows at the turn of the century as chasers to clear out the audience after a show. A vaudeville performer's strike in 1901, however, left theaters scrambling, scrambling for acts, and movies became the main event. In the earliest years, vaudeville theater owners had to purchase films from factories via mail order rather than renting them, which made it expensive to, show, to change shows frequently. Starting in 1902, Henry Miles of San Francisco began renting films to theaters, forming the basis of today's distribution system. The first theater devoted solely to films, the Electric Theater in Los Angeles, opened in 1902. Housed in a tent, the theater's first screening included a short called New York in a Blizzard. A mission cost about 10 cents for a one-hour show. Nickelodeons developed soon after, offering both movies and live acts. And then here's the question, was the first Father's Day celebrated in Spokane, Washington? The answer, yes, the first Father's Day was celebrated in Spokane, Washington. Spokane is the second largest city in Washington state behind Seattle, and it's sunnier too. Spokane is the home to many large events and historical landmarks, including the childhood home of the late actor and Christmas crooner Bing Crosby, the annual Bloomsday Run, and the world's largest three-on-three basketball tournament called Hoopfest. The city also hosted the 1974 World's Fair, but what some people may not know is that Spokane is also the birthplace of Father's Day, according to the city and other sources. Spokane resident Sonora Smart Dodd, whose father raised her and her five siblings after their mother died in childbirth, started Father's Day in 1910, the city said. Dodd is said to have the, uh, have had the idea for the holiday while listening to a Methodist church sermon with Encyclopedia Britannica noting that it was delivered on Mother's Day, 1909. Religious leaders and local YMCA signed a petition started by Dodd to create a day honoring fathers. Then, on June 19, 1910, 
Spokane's mayor and Washington's state's governor signed proclamations to celebrate the first Father's Day, according to the city. Dodd's father was born in June, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica says. The city of Spokane says Dodd advocated for the following 60 years for Father's Day to become a national holiday. President Lyndon B. Johnson signed a proclamation in 1966 calling it the third Sunday in June to be recognized as Father's Day. Six years later, in 1972, President Richard Nixon made Father's Day a permanent national holiday. Most countries, including the United States, now celebrate Father's Day annually on June 19th, according to Encyclopedia Britannica. According to Spokane's Historic Preservation Office, Dodd's contributions were summarized in part by a local newspaper, the Spokesman Review, at her death in 1978 as follows. Honor for the thousands of fathers everywhere and for her home through the establishment of Father's Day is an everlasting epitaph for Mrs. John Bruce Dodd. The historic Father's Day home in Spokane, where Dodd lived from 1913 to 1950, went on the market for $220,000 in 2017, the uh, sister station KREM2 reported, and it was later sold. It was built for Dodd and her husband, John Bruce Dodd, who was a businessman and insurance agent. The three-bedroom, two-bathroom home was described as a craftsman-style bungalow that was lovingly restored and maintained. The Dodd House was added to the Spokane Register of Historic Places in January of 2008, followed by the National Register of Historic Places in July of 2010. And finally, 1978, cats love lasagna, at least if Garfield is to be believed. Garfield is the most widely syndicated comic strip in the world, according to Guinness Book of World Records, and it's also one of the most commercially present comic strips. Paws Incorporated is the company behind Garfield, handling creative licensing and business concerns in the Garfield branding empire from cat food to checks. Garfield's creator, Jim Davis, was born to Indiana farmers who raise cows and feed crops for cows, along with a parcel of 25 cats. Bouts with asthma as a child led Davis's mother to encourage him to draw something he could do without exerting himself. After college, Davis worked in advertising until he apprenticed with Tumbleweeds cartoonist Tom K. Ryan. His first effort was called Norm Cat, Norm Nat, but the comics editor told him that people couldn't relate to bugs. Davis looked at other successful comics and realized that people do like dogs like Snoopy and Marmaduke, why not cats? Jim Davis's first Garfield comic strip debuted on June 19, 1978 in 41 newspapers. The antics of a cranky, overweight, orange cat quickly drew fans. When a Chicago paper dropped the strip in favor of something else, more than 1,000 readers complained until they reinstated it. The look of the comic strip has changed over the years, but Davis has said that the, he based his simplicity of line on Charles Schultz's work in Peanuts. Jim Davis said of Garfield, if he were human, he'd be despicable. Garfield was cranky, lazy, and the pinnacle of bad health. His running commentary on John Arbuckle's pathetic life plays on stereotype of a lonely cat lady, only this time it's the wimpy guy who can't get his cat under control, much less arrange a successful date. The comic strip also cements the dog-cat dichotomy with Odie as the happy, dumb, slobbery dog and Garfield as the largely independent, condescending lord of the manor. Part of the comic strip's success may be that it's so apolitical. It talks about loving food and naps and hating work and Mondays. It's the exact opposite of a New York cartoon. Anyone of, the, of any age can appreciate it, and it isn't too politically correct or concerned with lofty ideals in an age where a cookie monster has to start playing down cookies. Garfield remains unrepentant in his food joy, much to John's chagrin. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. 
Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com 1905Nickelodeon at History.com The Very First Father's Day at KVUE.com and Garfield at WCSA.world the music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing, as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.